Are you serious? I've got a fire in my eyes. I'm burning brighter than the sunlight. You orchestrated my escape. Now I'm awake. I feel alive for the first time. You ignite the fire in my eyes. Hello. Welcome once again to the Brother Marcos radio show. I am, of course, Brother Marcos, speaking from Sao Paulo, Brazil, to the four corners of the whole world, through the airwaves, the data flow, radio national power network, and the Kapow radio network. It's good to be back with you once again. We had an interlude. Uh, of a couple of weeks now and um, actually I had to travel unfortunately my grandmother passed away and uh, you know and because of that I had to travel and help my mother with the funeral arrangements and uh, I also had a great big backlog backlog of work waiting for me when I return so here I am back again with you of course I want to dedicate this show to my grandmother my grandmother Rosalia Rosalia Jimenez yes she was a Christian she is in heaven right now I'm glad to say that I mean that that's that's good I'll tell you my friends because that's our only final hope and uh, times like, like that, and, and the Bible tells us that, that, you know, it's better to be in a house of mourning than in a party or something like that, okay? I'm paraphrasing. Because when you are at, at a funeral, you stop and you think about life. You stop and you think about all the rat race that we are living in. You know, people go back and forth. Be people, you know, they grow up, they get married, they have kids, they work like crazy, they move from one town to the other, they change jobs, they're trying to move ahead. But you know, my friends, everything stops at the funeral house. <laughs> I mean, we try not to think about it. We try to deceive ourselves that, you know, the party will go on forever. We try to deceive ourselves and we tell ourselves that the show must go on. But I'll tell you, there's a time when the curtains will fall and the show will end. And at that time, you better be in the right place with God through Jesus Christ because it will come it will come for everybody and uh, you know doesn't matter what the, the prosperity gospel teachers say you know my mother was was sick and there was no lightning bolt from heaven to get her young again and healthy again no, she was sick, she got worse, and she died. 
That's the way it works in a falling world, my friends. I'm, I'm glad that she lived a lot. She lived long. She was 88, okay? But she had a very difficult life. She was the daughter of two immigrants from Spain. There's not a lot of immigrants from Spain, Brazil. There's a lot more from of people from Italy and from Germany, and especially from Portugal. But, you know, they came from the re- south of Spain, the region of Andalusia. I found, found out that my great-grandfather, he was born in 1888, Mr. Cristobal, and his wife, Lucia. And they came to Brazil, and I really admired their courage because, I mean, I mean, can you imagine? They came to Brazil in the 20s, and those people, he was an officer of the army, so he came here with some money. But can you imagine coming here, and you don't know anybody, and they went to the country. It's not like they, they came here and uh, came to town, to the big city, where they had lots of other Spaniards there. No, they went to the country, my friends, and they bought land. They bought land in the country of Sao Paulo, excellent land. Unfortunately, they, they lost most of it because, uh, you know, how kids are, you know, you have a you have a great grandfather who works like crazy, but then you have a seven kids and they don't know how to keep things working and they sell uh, off everything, you know. But anyway, he bought different ranches and uh, and my my great uncles they were telling me that you know they they had uh, this couple. They had seven children, but six of them, the first six, they were girls. So they just kept trying and trying until they had a boy who was the seventh, seventh uh, child, actually. But, you know, the girls, they had to work in the farms because, uh, I mean, uh, they had no sons. So that there, there was no other way. And one of them was my 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 grandmother. So it's interesting because she was born in 1929, and basically she saw all the changes of the 20th century, because she was born in a farm, and uh, eventually she went to live in a small town when she met my my grandfather. My grandfather ran away from his family. Up to this this day, I don't know what happened. Something happened there, my friends. <laughs> because I know he was like 18 or 17. And he just ran away from his family. And uh, he went to this, this small city, small town. And he met my, grandf- my, my grandmother. But he was a very... Uh, he, he liked to work hard. He was a trucker. He used to, to drive trucks... And, and buses and uh, many interesting stories because he was driving trucks in the time when you know the roads were all made of dirt you know you didn't have many paved 
highways like we have now in Brazil, especially the places that he used to go, you know, close to the Amazon forest and the Pantanal and, the, you know, the, the, the places with Indians, he would carry, can you believe it? He would carry, <laughs> he would ca carry spirits, you know, aguardente or, or cachaça, well, meaning heavy, heavy liquor, you know, because the Indians, they would just climb the truck. Because you could not really drive fast in those roads, okay? Because of the potholes in the in the roads, you, you would really have to drive very slowly. And the Indians would just come up and, and climb uh, on the back of the truck. And if you did not give them the liquor, they would kill you. Oh, yes, that, that's the way. <laughs> that's the way they used to work, okay? I mean, now they get their own liquor because, you know, they get lots of money from the government. But that that way it used to work. I mean, so sad, so sad. But anyway, she, she came later, she came uh, to the big city of Sao Paulo, to the capital of the state. And uh, she uh, always worked it, my friends, work it like crazy. And she was always poor. So unfortunately, that's the way it is. Okay, we see so many billionaires and millionaires and people who, you know, are, are so depraved, so depraved, you know, and they make money like crazy because there's no justice in this world. Okay, there's no justice. You have to, to understand that. That's why the Bible tells us to work as if for the Lord, because you know, that's the only way you do it. You, you do it because you have character. Because you believe that what you're doing has value, has worth. Because, you know, of your personal honor, sense of honor. That's why you work. Because I'll tell you, most of us, we're just slaves of, the, uh, of those people. That's, that's the way it works. Okay? But anyway, she had the, the, this hard life but very active and uh, we used to joke a lot she was the kind of grandma that was always beside us she was very young i mean she she was not even 20 when she she had my mother and my mother was not even 20 when she had me and my brother so you know she was young and she was uh, very uh, present and we would joke a lot. She was the kind of grandma that that was not serious, or you know, not not really, uh, you know. Uh, she she was always joking and kidding with us, and was very sad because at the end of her life, she had many many health problems. She fell, she broke her hip, and uh, she lost her sight. So it was time for her to go. It was time for her to go. And uh, I don't know. I, uh, that's the way it works, my friends. I, I, I was thinking about those crazy guys that talk about, you know, living forever, transhumanism, about, you know, uh, putting your mind inside a computer, downloading your or, or uploading your mind into a computer memory chip. And so, into uh, a robot, you know, all those stupid, stupid things that they, they talk about. But my friends, there is a time that, that is determined for man to die. You cannot escape that. 
You know, that's all hogwash. Oh, but you see Henry Kissinger, he's 95. David Rockefeller, he's 100. But I'll tell you, they will die in a couple of years, maybe. Fidel Castro died. He was old. He died the same week that my mother died. Okay? That the demon Fidel Castro. But he died. Okay? After just killing so many people, he died. He was probably receiving all kinds of medical treatments in Cuba. You know, who knows what they do? I, I think they have injections from, from aborted babies or something like that. Because sometimes you just see that person, especially actors now, actresses, you know, they disappear for, for some time. They disappear for, for one year. And then you don't see them anymore. And then they reappear and they look young again. Have you noticed that? It happened to some of them. I, I, I can think of Sandra Bullock. I can think of Tom Hanks. They, they disappear. They're super old. And then one year later, they look fantastic. But it doesn't last. That's funny because it's like they, they, they look young for a couple of years and then they are a wreck again. I don't know what they're, they're taking. I don't know. <laughs> I have my suspicions. It's probably some kind of injection of, uh, you know, baby cells or something. I, I don't know. They're, they're so sick. But anyway. Anyway. Okay. I'm dedicating this show to my grandmother. She's with Jesus. She would, You know what I miss? She used to pray for me a lot. That, that was her life. She was always praying for me and for my brother. You know, that, that's what old people do. God bless them. Thank you, grandmother. Thank you, grandmother, for standing by me. Thank you for your example of faithfulness to Jesus during hard times. I'm glad that you are now enjoying the peace and the joy with our Savior right now in a totally different world totally different world it was beautiful her funeral was beautiful there was a service there three pastors from two different churches we sang hymns they chose a couple of hymns that she liked the most one of them was what a friend we had we have in jesus Oh, what a friend we have in Jesus. Do you know that song? I love it, that hymn. And uh, we, we had a message. We had prayer. And, uh, and she's there now, waiting for us. Waiting for you, my friends. Who knows? You're gonna, you, you have all the eternity in front of you if you're a Christian in, in heaven. So maybe, who knows, you may, may even uh, meet her one day. I, I, I mean, I'm going to meet her. I'm going to meet her. That's, that's the assurance I have. And I'm glad about that. Okay? But meanwhile, my friends, we have to stand here and face this horrible world that is decaying, that it's more depraved every day. And I'll tell you, if I have to give a title to this show, I'll, uh, it's going to be something like the urgency of the message of Christ. Because it's there 
It's just around the corner. Jesus Christ is coming back. He's coming back. That's I can feel it in my heart. I can feel it in my heart and I can confirm that with the Bible. It's not only that. I, you know, it's just a, a nice crazy idea that I have. Because if you look around, you can see, my friends, that's just like, uh, you know, it's just like the Bible tells us in Second Timothy 3. Evildoers and impostors will go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. Okay? Evildoers and impostors will go from bad to worse. So, you see what the Bible tells us here? Paul is telling Timothy to stay firm, okay? He says, continuing what you have learned and have become convinced of, because you know those from whom you have learned, okay? From your infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. So you see, stay strong in the Holy, in the Holy Scriptures, in the Bible, because evildoers and impostors will go from bad to worse. Deceiving and being deceived. And that's what we're seeing today. Okay, it's all around us. We're going to talk about two more attacks on Christianity from the inside. The evildoers and the impostors, they're writing books. And those books are, are being promoted inside the churches. And they're being sold in uh, Christian so-called code-unquote Christian bookstores. We're going to talk about two books, The Shack and Jesus Always. The Shack is going to be turned into a movie. And I, I bet you that millions will watch that movie and be deceived by the evildoers and imposters. But you see here, my friends, the, the, the message that we read here in Second Timothy is that things are going to be worse, not better. Okay? Not better. That's the way it is. Okay? That's, that's why I'm telling you that we have this urgency, because he's at the door. Jesus Christ is at the door. You know, and the evildoers, they're getting worse and worse. You are now in the United States starting to see what we have seen here in Brazil for 10 years. You know, all this evil. It, it's spiritual. It's not only political. You know, the, those liberals, people from the left, the Marxists. I mean, you, you can read their comments on Facebook. You can read the articles that they publish in the Huffington Post and Salon and the Vice website, all those leftist websites. They are full of hatred. They want blood. They hate everything that is holy and good. And they feel threatened by conservatives because they love their sin so much. And they think, wow, this guy, you know, it doesn't matter if it's Trump or it's Brother Marcos or it's the couple, couple it doesn't matter. Whoever talks about holiness and the sanctification and God, they hate them. They hate us because, you know, they want to keep sinning. They want the La Vida Loca. They don't want to think about the funeral. You know, because they think the La Vida Loca is going to last forever. 
okay and they feel threatened because you know they can't feel the guilt inside because there's just a feeble uh, residue of conscience in their hearts and they don't like to hear about holiness and about repentance that's why they hate it so much and they're like vocal right now they're so vocal they're so aggressive they're so aggressive they're beating people on the streets they're just for nothing but they call the knockout game <laughs> yes that's what they're doing so you, you see right now here in brazil this last weekend they burned buses they they they, they invaded public places they you know it's just like they like to break things because the enemy comes only to kill and destroy and they like to destroy things my friends it's just starting you're gonna see there's the inauguration of Donald Trump coming and, uh, you know, his whole uh, government. It's going to be chaotic. It's going to be chaotic. You know, because that's that's what we're seeing here. But my friends, I'll tell you, do not be afraid because we're going to leave this place soon. If you go to Luke, the book of Luke, chapter 17, you can read there. In uh, verse 26, just as it was in the days of Noah, so also will be in the days of the Son of Man. People were eating, drinking, marrying, watching the Super Bowl, writing on Facebook, you know, having a good time, and being given in marriage up to the day Noah entered the ark. Then the flood came and destroyed them all. It was the same in the days of Lot. People were eating and drinking, buying and selling. Oh, there's a new iPhone. I'm going to buy a new iPhone. I'm going to buy a new iMac. Oh, that's great. I'm going to go, you know, to the Cabo, to the Cabo Resort to have a good time there. They were planting and building. But the day Lot left Sodom, fire and sulfur rained down from heaven and destroyed them all. It will be just like this on the day the Son of Man is revealed. So you see, my friends, people will be planting and building. Nobody plants. If they don't believe, they're going to uh, you know, reap the, 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 the crop later. No, no one is going to start to build if they think, well, there's this, the, the, this red moon coming. Three days of darkness. They're all talking about three days of darkness now. The three days of darkness. Why people would start to plant a crop or build a house when they think that the world's going to end. So, you know, God is not talking here about Armageddon. Because basically Armageddon is like in the end of the tribulations like the whole world has been almost destroyed like two-thirds of the population have been killed it's like a complete destruction the last thing you're gonna be thinking about is building anything this is professor lamb's rap i strongly suggest you read eyes to see unseen enemies by paul and linda Vianueva. this book examines and explains the problems with so many of today's churches and ministries you will learn about the false spirits invading churches and the occult practices that have crept into the house of God. More importantly, you will get the tools 
needed to protect yourself and the ones you love. Eyes to See Unseen Enemies is available at all online digital book retailers. Go to fifthhookmedia.com for further information. This is Professor Lamsrath, and I am making Eyes to See Unseen Enemies required reading in all of my courses. So I'll see you in class. Lots of vacant places, lots of vacant houses, okay? Two-thirds of the population gone. You're going to have lots of vacant places, I'll tell you. Just move in. You don't even have, the, the, you know, you don't need a mortgage or anything. Just move in, my friend. So here, we see that Jesus is talking about the rapture. You know, and the rapture is going to happen. It could happen today. Okay? People are right now, they're eating and drinking. They're marrying all over the world. They're buying and selling. They're planting and building. They're living la vida loca. La vida loca. Oh, yes. That can happen anytime, my friends. That's why we have this urgency. Urgency. Okay? The kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. When he found one precious pearl, he went away and sold all he had and bought it. It's a treasure. It's, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again in his joy. In his joy, he went and sold all he had and bought that field. Okay? What will you do? You just, you know, you just gotta have that treasure and leave all the rest behind. That's that, that's what Jesus is telling us here. Just leave this crap behind. Sell everything. Meaning, okay, sacrifice these stupid plans and uh, desires and ambitions, career plans. Plans of success. And start thinking about the pure of great prize, prize right now. There's an urgency, my friends. We had two things to, to, that happened this month that were very, very sad. But they are great examples for us. One was the, 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 the airplane that went down in Colombia. Did you see that? There was the, 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 the soccer team here. Uh, it's, called, it's from the, the, the town of Chapeco. Chapeco is a, it's a very small town. Okay? I've been there once because uh, the company where I used to work for, they, they had a... They had a, a actually a slaughterhouse for pigs and, and chicken there. It's a, it's a food company, but it's a small town, very small town, and they had a soccer team. And the soccer team, they were like the big surprise of the last couple of years because they were winning everything. They were beating the big boys, the big sharks, the national teams. You know the big league teams. They were, uh, they were on a winning streak. And it was uh, the very young guys, very young kids, actually. 
and and they were like winning all the games and that was very surprising and they went they were going to colombia in order to play in the last the final match for the south american championship can you believe this small town i mean it really really is small town okay going to the continental champ championship and then my friends what happens is that they rented they leased or, or better better saying they chartered this airplane from this uh, venezuelan uh, i'm sorry bolivian uh airline i, I think they had one or, or, or two planes only okay <laughs> There's a lesson here, okay? I mean, never hire anything from Bolivia, okay? From a Marxist dictatorship. And uh, the pilot there was completely crazy. And, and he liked to fly with, with no fuel. Because, you know, it was like, let, let's uh, save on fuel. Because if you put less fuel, the, the plane will be lighter and we you will spend less fuel. That's how it works. And so he just bet that he could get to the city there. But he didn't. And he was so ashamed that he didn't say, you know, I have to land this plane right now, otherwise I'm going to crash. He didn't say that. He just kept waiting until the plane crashed. And he killed almost everybody there. I, I think 76 people, something like that. There were survivors, surprisingly. A couple of survivors. But those kids, I mean, everybody in Brazil was so shocked about it because they were rising stars. They're, they were young. And I'll tell you, many, many Christians. Many evangelicals, Christians there. And uh, very sad to see Bibles among the wreckage. <laughs> there was even a book from John Piper you know pastor john piper i mean not even they were evangelicals but they had the right doctrine i'll tell you and my friends they died it's like the, the you know when jesus talks about the tower of siloe that went down and killed all the, the the people there the jews and jesus said you know instead of saying oh let's post on facebook the, the you know the, the the black ribbons of mourning or something like that no jesus said you know beware that you don't have the same fate so repent right now i'm paraphrasing here because that's the, that's this fallen world we are living in because at the same time that those christian evangelical players young players young kids died in that plane crash some other wicked kids were dying almost at the same time or the same week in that Oakland fire, the Hall of Satan. You know that place in Oakland, California? Beautiful, beautiful bay they have there. San Francisco Bay. One of the most beautiful places in the world. You could have a great life there. You could go to Muir Woods and see the beautiful Redwoods, one of the most beautiful places on earth that I have visited. 
huge, huge, tall trees that tell us about the magnificent power of the creation of God. Beautiful, beautiful San Francisco Bay. Amazing place. But you know what they like? Instead of enjoying the luck of being born in that wonderful place, they like the kids there to go. They like it to go to this big building, kind of a warehouse place, and uh, go to parties, satanic parties, in a place where they had like dances, satanic dances, sculptures of monsters, coffins, skulls, and talk about death and celebrate death. That's what they like to do, you know? So you see, my friends, depraved minds are going to be more and more depraved. It's like they cannot see the beauty around them. And they had, like, like you know, like pigs that, that go, go back to the filth. Instead of, you know, taking a walk in a beautiful San Francisco Bay, they would like to go to that place with candles, skulls, coffins, and demons, sculptures of demons to celebrate death. How sick can that be? And then the place, you know, caught was caught on fire that there was you know nobody knows it was arson or it was an accident who knows and dozens and dozens of young kids died there horrible i feel for for the families i feel for them because most of them they're not in a good place right now worse than dying in a fire is to live forever in a place where the fire never ends. So basically, the choice you have now is not if you're going to live or die, because you're going to die. The choice you have now is to decide where you're going to go after you die. Because I'll tell you, I mean, it sounds silly, but it's true. I was, I just saw my grandmother and nothing in this whole world that humans could do could prevent her from dying you know nothing it was unescapable and there will come a time when the same thing will happen to you my friends and sometimes it's not like you cannot even think about it it's like the players in that plane what could they have done okay And I was having a discussion on Facebook, on the WhatsApp. I have this big discussion. We have a WhatsApp group here in Brazil with people that the readers from our website here, from o Correio de Deus, and, and people were saying, you know, pray for that person. You know, that there is the, the satanic singer in Brazil. And it's like, sometimes she used to have a TV show, and sometimes evangelical people would go there because, you know, there's a huge market of evangelicals in Brazil. It's like 30% of the population here, like, you know, 25%. It's a, from one quarter, quarter to one-third of the population here is evangelical. 
So there's a lot of it's a huge market, okay? They buy CDs and things like that. You know, they're just as bad <laughs> as, as the, the, the you know the profane CDs, the pagans. It's just they're just as bad. But you know, they would buy because there's a Christian stamp on the label. But anyway, so people they like to say, well, Christ, Jesus is wooing her into salvation. Jesus is calling her. It's like Jesus is so impotent for these people that he has to really seduce that person over and over and over again. You know, like like for years, please come to me. Please accept my salvation. When the Bible tells us that it's like you hear the gospel, you believed, and you are saved. It's there in the Bible. It's like a process. Pa, pa, pa. That's how it works. Because it's the Holy Spirit that touches your heart. And when He touches your heart, the thing is immediate. It happens suddenly. And you know when it happens. You know, it's not like the bad soil of the parable where the, 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 the seed falls and, you know, and doesn't grow because the soil is so bad that's good for nothing. The seed will never grow. So are you deceiving themselves? I said, you know, in that discussion, I don't like this kind of of talk because you're postponing something that is very, very urgent. Okay? There's not not this game of seduction. It's not something that, that God does. There's no game of seduction. Okay? So straight, in, straight up your act right now. Right now. I don't know, my friends. I, I'm getting more and more Calvinist. <laughs> I know every day. Because of the things I'm seeing. Those stubborn people, they don't want to be saved. They listen, listen. And it's like, you know, bad soil. Bad soil. Deceiving and being deceived. And meanwhile, you know, the, the, the whole world is just going down the drain. Horrible things. I have so many things to discuss with you uh, because of this couple of weeks that we didn't have the show. I don't even know where to start. You know, the whole situation of the world. South Korean president, she was ousted. She stepped down when people found, found out that she was involved in satanic rituals. I mean, come on, the president of South Korea. We're not talking about, you know, this... this third world banana republic that's a rich developed country and this female president park genui everybody in korea, in korea is named park it's funny and it's true you know it's like 80 percent it's just something ridiculous but anyway she was having a lesbian relationship with another female named choi sun sil and uh, choi sun sil she was from a billionaire satanic cultist family. Oh, they have ties to the Clintons. Well, that's that's so surprising. That's so surprising. And so, so you know what happened? This cult leader, this woman, this witch, she was giving top clearance state secrets and million dollar deals were made with her at the expense of the South Korean people. Can you believe that? They say that they had a coven of witches 
there that that control this park woman, the president, and, and, and you know, made all the decisions for her. And you know, in South Korea, there, there's a lot of evangelicals there because the Americans, the Americans went there, you know, because of the war. And there's a lot of evangelicals there. Like I think in Asia is the place where you have the most evangelicals right now is South Korea. And those people, poor people, I, I, I mean, I feel for them. Can you believe it? It's just like here in Brazil. You're trying to raise a family. You're trying to raise your kids and work hard. And you, and you know that there's a president there. There is following a Satanist. Come on, my friends. And you really think there's hope for this world? That Elon Musk is going to come up with some solution for, for poverty in the world? Bill Gates will, will cure... The, the, the poverty and, and the problems of health in the whole world. We have a world where a Satanist is in control of a country. It's amazing. It's just like, you know, Hillary Clinton people, the Podesta guy, Pizzagate. It's like God is letting us know all this, this rotten situation that we have. Satanists is all around. We have here, you know, the, you know, Marina Abramovich, the the Satanist artist, that is a friend of Hillary Clinton and, and John Podesta in the Democ Democrat people. You know, they had here a party at the Museum of Contemporary Art in Los Angeles. You know, you know what they did? The spirit cooking thing there. You had. You know what they did? They, they 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 did like very well made sculptures of food. I don't know if it's it's it's, it's cake or is I I don't know if it, it, it's uh, you know meatloaf or what it is. But in the format of a naked woman, but perfect. I mean, very very well done. I mean, that's Hollywood. No, they know how to do those things. And they had this mock sacrifice. They brought in the hall, this body, inside a coffin. And they put that body on the table. And then the Satanist Marina Abramovich, she grabbed a knife and stabbed the heart of the, 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 the doll. Okay? Took out this fake heart. Okay? And then they sliced it the body and gave pieces to each one of the, the people there in the, the this not dining hall. I mean even if you're not a Satanist, okay even if you don't if you're an atheist, okay, you would stand up and leave that place and say, what a disgusting, filth piece of crap is this. I'm leaving right now. But you know who was there? Governor of California, Jerry Brown. Former mayor of Los Angeles, Antonio Villarayosa. Antonio Villarayosa. Gwen Stephanie. Kirsten Dunst, the, the, the you know, Spider-Man movie girl. Pamela Anderson. Rosanna Arquette. Will Ferrell, the not funny comedian. Uh, I mean, he's completely not funny. Alex Van Halen. You know, from, from the band, Dakota Johnson, Rachel Zoe, and, and lots of other artists here. There's there's even Dr. Dr. Cuddy from uh, 
you know, Dr. House. <laughs> I used to, to, to watch Dr. House. Dr. Lisa Cuddy, her name, her real name is Lisa Edelstein. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah, she's a Jewess. Probably. Kabbalist, too. And so they're here celebrating a Satanist in a mock Satan ritual. Of course, they do those things in private, okay? When they do that in the open, it's because they're mocking people. They're mocking all of us. You know, she grabbed this heart from the from the, the food doll, put it in a plate, and this guy was like showing the heart all over the place. On a plate. Disgusting. Disgusting. That's what they're doing. You know, and they're like, all, 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 all the news media, CNN... New York Times, they're saying, no, Pizzagate is fake news, it's fake news. Because they're so afraid that the internet exposing this dirt, okay? Pedophilia, my friends. They call small boys hot dogs, and small girls they call pizza. So they say, well, there's a pizza party, it means there's going to be lots of hot dogs there. You know, like they said that Obama spent $65,000 to bring hot dogs and pizza from Chicago. That was an email from Stanford. Stafford. The Stafford people. Stafford is a CIA front, okay? They, they, they sell uh, information, political information to big companies. But they, they do it in a way that they only sell the perspective of the CIA, and they are all behind this this pedophile thing, and they were like exchanging emails, and WikiLeaks got their emails and published the emails, and they were saying that Obama brought, you know, sixty-five thousand dollars worth of pizza and hot dogs from Chicago. You don't, I mean, think about it. Even if we were talking about the real pizza and real hot dogs, they would get completely spoiled when they got to Washington, D.C., okay? Nobody does that. It doesn't make any sense unless we're talking about small girls and small boys or teenagers, okay? So these people are disgusting. And, and you think, I mean, they're all into that. Fidel Castro, the, the man that, that, that killed hundreds of thousands of people. No, here he is. He was... He was, Fidel Castro, a practitioner of Santeria, okay, witchcraft magic from Africa, from Nigeria, okay, the Yoruba religion, all right, his spirit was trusted to Norisha, he was made santo, okay, filho de santo, hijo de santo, and his Orisha was Odua, the first god king of the earth, they say, okay, Odua. Or Ojalá in, in Portuguese, they, they call Oshala too. You know, it doesn't matter. Some people say that he was a, a follower of Eligua or Eshu, which is the devil. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that, I mean they are all devils, but this one likes to be called the devil. All right? Eligua, the god of the cr crossroads. Okay? And he chose January the 1st as the day that he took officially took over Cuba in 1959. It's the day of Elegua, the shoe, the demon. All right? 
and now he died. And you know why? Why they uh, uh, he was cremated so people would not do any kind. They, they, they were afraid that people would steal the bones in order to do some rituals because they they think that the bones are so powerful with demonic power that if you stole the bones and did a ritual with the Castro's bone, we would get powerful too. And you know what people said that that the Babalao Babalao the witch uh, uh, people, the, the witches there, they said, you you should cover your heads during this time. Because, you know, if you don't cover your head, Castro's dark soul can possess you. Can you imagine it's something worse than that? <laughs> I mean, come on. You know where Castro's soul is right now, my friends? Burning in hell. And probably... Satan had to dig a deeper hole in order to put, put this man there. He destroyed Cuba. He killed so many people. And you know, he was just a pawn of the globalists, of the Illuminati. Because, you know, the United States could have invaded that place any time. Any time. But he was necessary in order to, you know, keep the conflict going. You know, just all this fear and everything, Cold War. So he was very, very useful for the globalists. But now he's gone. And I'll tell you, probably it's, it's going to be a capitalist place soon, you know. Because Marxism was never intended to really be implemented in the world. What's, what we're going to have right now is like, like China. China has this Marxist for the Marxism for the people, meaning control, cultural Marxism against traditional values, against the church, against Christianity. And you have capitalism for, for the elites. It's just like Trump. You see? Trump. Trump was meeting Kane West. Kane West is a guy that dresses with the Baphomet goat head demon. Inverted pentagrams. He's a guy that, that, that says all the time he's into the Illuminati. He's a guy that praises Satan. And then he goes there and meets Trump. And Trump says he's a good man. Kane West is a good man. Oh, he's a good man. He says he's Jesus. He mocks Jesus. He says he's Jesus or something like that. It's like Cheez-Its. You know, the Kapaus, they like, like to use that term, Jesus. It's a false Jesus. I mean, he's mocking Jesus Christ. And Trump receives this man in the Trump Tower. Trump is the man. You know Trump's daughter? She's a Kabbalist. And she follows that Haba, crazy, crazy Jewish sect, Kabbalah sect. The, the, she goes to the, the, the tomb, to the grave of Rabbi Mendelssohn, the, the false messiah. In order to suck the grave, you know, do the, the Kabbalah thing where you go there and you receive the, the blessings of the soul of the departed. Witchcraft. Witchcraft, my friends. I don't know what's the plan for Trump. Probably it's going to isolate the United States in order for the Antichrist to take over, you know. Or 
you know, so, so, so the United States will not go down and steal the show, you know, because eventually the Antichrist is going to fight the Muslims there. And the Jews will think that the, the Antichrist saved Israel. And they will receive this guy as the new Messiah. But if the United States goes there and fights for them, I mean... <laughs> Where's the glory for the Antichrist? So that's my guess, my friends. My guess is that Trump is there only to keep the United States apart, away from that mess. So the Antichrist can rule the show. Because he's an isolationist. Okay? I, 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 I really think he can do a good job in the economic field. But he's not a Christian. His daughter is definitely not a Christian. Cain West is not a Christian. He's not going to fight for Christian values. Uh, not at all. He has a very specific role. We don't know yet what's going to be. But I'll bet that's isolationism for the United States. Okay? That's what we're going to see. You can, you can check with me later. Okay? Meanwhile... Meanwhile, China is launching the social credit system to monitor everything from jaywalking to internet shopping activity. It means that everything you do is going to be watched. Loan repayment, utility bills. Do you pay your bills? Payment of court judgments. Filial piety. Volunteer activity. Shopping habits. Everything you do, you, you're going to have an algorithm. And then they will say, okay. You have so many points. Your score is 100. Now you have access to social services, internet services, access to hotels, travel. You can travel abroad. I'll give you permission for, for traveling or access to planes and high-speed trains, school admission. Meaning, if you suck it up to the government, they will give you everything. If you dissent, if you say anything that they don't like, they will ruin your life. And they will control everything. This is very important because this is the future for the whole world. Money for the billionaires. Trump style. You're going to fly around with their private jets. Money will flow from Asia to Europe to North America. You're going to be able to make more and more billions. But if you are a peasant, if you are the pro, the proletariat, if you are the proletariat, if you are a worker, middle class, my friends, you don't have anything. You're going to be controlled. Until what day will come when this all credit score algorithm will be replaced by the mark of the beast. And the only difference is that you're going to bow down, knee in front of a statue of the Antichrist and say, I worship this man. And probably they will say, I renounce Jesus or something like that. Okay? Unfortunately, that's the world we are seeing. So, my friends, let's stop for a minute. Uh, my my friends, so we have one hour of show already. What's going to happen? I'm going to, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I mean, I'm on a roll here. I'm on a roll. I think I'm not going to talk about about the shack. You know, the only thing you need to know right now about the shack is don't read it. 
Don't watch it. <laughs> okay. Let's do. What, what we can do? We can do this. Let's talk about one thing that that is in the back burner. Has been my back burner for a couple of months. It's a discussion I had with the alchemist. If you can call it a discussion, it's just an exchange of two comments on Facebook. Uh, Paulo Coelho, the best-selling author in the whole world, Paulo Coelho, he said that I talked to the devil. He said that Brother Marcos talks to the devil. And he's the alchemist. You know, he wrote the alchemist. So what we can do, we can discuss the life and the teachings of Paulo Coelho, because I'm sure you have the alchemist or someone you know have, have has the book The Alchemist in his li personal library because it's the best-selling book in the whole world apart from the Bible. Yes, I, I think it's something like 200 million copies. It, it, it's that, that big. And then, you know, because they're similar, it's a similar subject, we can talk about the Jesus Always book from Sarah Young this is even worse because it's being sold inside the churches. And also the book and the movie The Shack. Let's do that. Meanwhile, my friends, I think it's time for you to feel the urgency of Christ. If you need to talk to someone about Christ and you are reluctant, do that right now. Because they need to know. Because Jesus Christ can, can really come and take us away Anytime, anytime, my friends, things are getting bad. It's it's like Sodom and Gomorrah. And it's not because of the Nephilim, okay, or something like that. It's because of wickedness. Wickedness is increasing. It's increasing. People are, are, are so selfish, so aggressive. It's like we can see that every day. It's getting worse and worse. It's something like... Ten years ago, there was a different world. Ten years ago, five years ago. It's like things are changing, they're accelerating. But I'll tell you, in order for people to accept a man and worship a man, something big's got to happen. Because people, I mean, I mean, people like Obama, people like Hillary, I, I understand that, but they're politicians, and people basically, they don't like politicians a lot. You know, with the exception of a few crazy lunatics, nobody really worships Obama, okay? Not even the liberals, okay? No, nobody re really, really trusts politicians. But they're going to worship the Antichrist. So, something very, very big must happen before this whole mentality changes. Do you understand that? We're not prepared for the Antichrist yet. Things must change. What they call the global awakening, what the New Agers call, you know, the total change in the mentality of people. This is going to happen. They're trying, you know, through, uh, you know, meditation, visualization, uh, lots of things. They're trying to put thing, people in that mood because you start to meditate, you start to chant. You know, there's a crazy thing that I was seeing the other day. People now, 
there's this woman that she sings with two voices at the same time. She does. Yeah, it's called the 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 multi or poly polyphonic voice, multitonal voice. One is very deep, and one is very. Uh, uh, it, 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 it's not not that deep. Okay, it's like a uh, really. It's like a flute, really. Okay, very crazy thing, and people are just thinking, "Oh, this is nice," but you see. The, the, you know, they say Freddie Mercury used to do that. Uh, I, I really don't doubt it because this is a demonic thing. You know, you can go there and you see it's, it's something that comes from Tibet and Mongolia. And it's basically a thing that the monks do. Because they say, you know, if you do the, 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 the ba- ba- bass voice and, and, and you, you do the, 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 the female voice, at the same time you have the male and the female the both principles in your in your in your voice and then you can do the mantras for the universe in a better way that that's that's how they chant their their prayers in tibet i'm going to post that on the facebook page and the facebook.com/brothermarcosradio and also in the 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 fifth hook media page and you can contact me my friends at the Brother Marcos Radio at gmail.com. I'm gonna post this so you can see what, what people are getting into. But anyway, I digress here. The the problem is that you know, even though the the, the enemy is trying by all means to get people involved in occultism in order to, to really accept the Antichrist, it's a very hard thing because it's against human nature. It's against human nature. Nobody wants to worship another man. So something big must happen. And I'll tell you, my bet, it's the rapture. It's the only thing I see today that could really change the minds of people in a moment. Because if lots of people disappear, man, you're going to have a problem. You're going to have a very big problem like never before. The world would be in total chaos. I mean, you're talking about financial meltdown. This is nothing. A war in the Middle East? My friends, a war in the Middle East would mean people would keep watching football games and drinking Budweiser in front of their TVs and, I mean, not even think about it. You know how it is. People are are selfish. They don't care about it. You know, that, that's not the kind of situation we must have in order for people to accept the Antichrist. No, no. We need something drastic. And I'll tell you, the rapture, it, 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 it's a good answer. It's a good solution for that, that riddle, for that problem. And I'll tell you, that can happen any day. That can happen any day because we're already living in the days of Noah and the days of Sodom, the days of Lot, when there is a lot of wickedness. Okay, so prepare, guard your heart, guard your heart, pay attention, repent of your sins. Okay, it's time, my friend, to stop fooling around. It's time to read the Bible and to obey the commands of Jesus Christ. Okay. Thank you so much for your attention. I'm glad to be back with you. I hope you have learned something today. And God willing, we will be back next week.
Bye bye.